Now, if that, if, if that visually, that's too hard, don't, don't even try. Just to see the pastor doing the funky chicken. Don't, don't even, <laughs> that's too hard. If you, didn't, you weren't around in the 70s, in the late 60s and the 70s, if you've never heard of that before. Well, the reason I talk about dancing this morning, we talk, and, and the title of the sermon is uh, Dancing in the Church. There's a reason for that, and I'll get into that uh, in just a moment. Uh, last week, I talked to you about God's master plan. It was part one of a, of a fairly short series because we've got the elections coming up. Now, I do want to, to spend a couple of weeks talking about not who you should vote for, but how uh, your, your beliefs and how your Christianity should affect you in your voting. Uh, quite frankly, folks, if it doesn't affect what you do, if, if Jesus in you does not affect the decisions you make, then you don't have enough Jesus in you. Does that make sense? And that's part of the world's complaint, isn't it? They look at the church and they don't see Jesus. We talked last week about the, God's master plan and um, how that involved a new relationship. You look into the book of Ezekiel, into Joel, into the book of Acts, and into the book of, of John. And, and I'm just saying this to remind you that, it, that, that this new thing was to be characterized primarily by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Okay? This new life, this new movement uh, that, that Jesus brought that was prophesied about, that has to do with the infilling of the Holy Spirit and making disciples. Okay? The church has a, a, a number of functions today, and when we quit doing them, we might as well close our doors. Okay? And many, many churches do close their doors for a variety of reasons, not, not, not the least of which is that they quit focusing on the, the, the mission and became a spiritual religious club. The world, you might say, are, the, our, our cities are scattered with the, the remains of, those, uh, of, of what used to be a dream or a vision about ministry and about Jesus. Empty church buildings, simply signs of that. So, um, God's master plan the new relationship that's characterized by the indwelling of the, of the Holy Spirit, a movement to spread that is meant to spread good news and to make disciples and the power to witness. That was to be characterized. Now, I want to talk about some other things. Now, I talked about dancing in the church, the sermon's entitled. Now, uh, because what we, what we see in, in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians uh, the 12th chapter, and we'll read that in just a moment, has to do with the distribution of the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how that, that was meant for the edification of the church. The other thing is that they were supposed to be, the things that took place in the church were supposed to be done decently and in order. So as we look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and how they're supposed to function, we're not supposed to step all over each other. Okay? Today you heard a tongue, an interpretation of that tongue, and a prophetic utterance. Okay? We'll talk about that. Now, we had time for that. Now, uh, I typically, uh, and I'll just share, this is anecdotal, but this is how we function here. What we will do when, uh, when the Holy Spirit begins to move and provides the unction of a tongue or an interpretation or of prophetic utterance or whatever else is there, 
we'll, we'll, try not to, we'll try to fit that in in the appropriate place. Oftentimes, it will happen. Now, there's a reason why it happens during worship. People are getting in touch with God. They're focusing on God the Creator. They're loving Him. The Holy Spirit always moves at the, in those times and makes Himself available. Now, when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there are three places in, in the New Testament that talk about different types of gifts. In the book of Romans, the 12th chapter, verses 6 through 8, uh, there's prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, contributing, leadership, and mercy. Interesting gifts, different kinds of gifts. In 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, verses somewhere between 7 and 9, gives us some other ones. Wisdom, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, uh, 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 gifts of healing, miraculous powers, miracles, prophecy, distinguishing spirits, speaking in tongues, interpreting tongues. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, we, we find that the Holy Spirit gives apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, some of the things that we find that, that they're not, these are possible gifts that we find they're not specified specifically as such uh, as, as in, in the scripture, but hospitality, exorcism, laying out of hands, counseling, preaching, deacon, elder, eunuch, prayer. Now, we can, we can talk about these, and you can kind of break these things down in the kind of gifts that, that they are, and some of them are speaking gifts, some are serving gifts, some are leadership gifts, miraculous gifts, and perhaps even itinerant ministries. Now, I'm reading some of this stuff, so, so I won't, so you can kind of get an overview about, about the gifts. Now, for the most part, the church functions without many of these gifts. Some of that has to do with the theology that took place coming out of the, the, the Reformation. Now, I don't mean to give you a sound like a college professor or anything like that. I, I need to give you a sense. But there was a, a sense, uh, some, and, and, and it prevails today, that, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit that I've just made reference to and that I'll read about, many believe that those were for, for the, when the last of the 12 apostles died, that was it. And the people who believe that point to many places, in, a number of, uh, several places in Scripture that says, see, this is where it ends. It says, prophecy shall cease. Tongues will cease, Okay. That's, that's found in the book of Corinthians, okay? It says, because that, when that which is perfect has come, that which is in part will be done away with, okay? Now, and, and, off, uh, and their reasoning is, is, this is, which is, this is the thing that's perfect, okay? They'll say, when the Bible was finally put into our hands, we didn't need all that. But if you'll look closely at that passage, it's really talking about the coming of Christ, he says, because at, in that moment, he says, now, uh, now we see us through a, a mirror dimly lit, but then we shall see face to face. Yeah. It wasn't about the Bible that the writer spoke. He was saying at the end of the age, when Jesus comes, we'll not need the gifts anymore because our work will be done. See? All right. So the reason I speak about the gifts is I want you to, I, I just want to mirror what, what Paul said. Seek the best gifts. 
Seek the best gifts. Now, why? Okay. Let, let's, let me, before I get into that, let, let's, let's read the passage. 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, Paul speaking to the Corinthian church and, and, and to us many, many years later. I don't want you to be unaware. You know that when you were pagans, and they were pagans, you were led astray to, to mute idols however you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God says Jesus is a curse, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got to understand, as we just simply walk through this passage, that he was dealing with a specific set of circumstances in a specific time. What you will find throughout this passage is that his, his purpose was not to give an exhaustive list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. His purpose in writing to the Corinthian church was to correct some excesses and stupid. You know, and, and we, can, we can be kind of hard, but they didn't have this to read. So he's writing this to them for the first time. He's trying to correct some things. He will say, by the Spirit. Now, let me just read this, okay? Therefore, he says, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. Now, why is he, he's going to say the same Spirit, the same Spirit, the same Spirit? Because they were pagans. That's their background. They had lots of different gods. They had a problem with, with plurality, okay? So, now, there's a varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministry and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things in all persons. One Spirit, one God. He's teaching them something that's alien to them. Okay? We, don't, we, we get that. We already have that. But each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. That's a really, if you've got a little crayon in your, in your, in your, in, that you carry with your Bible, Underline that. And remember that, that the gifts of the Spirit were, were primarily meant for the common good. There's only one gift of the Spirit that is just for you and you alone. Almost every other gift or, or every other gift is meant for the common good of the church. And, I, I would, and you say, well, which gift is that? It's prayer, it's prayer in tongues. The Scripture says that the person who speaks in tongues edifies themselves. Okay? Is that a bad thing? No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, I need to be spiritually edified. I get up in the morning, I feel like I've been drugged drug over, over, over uh, jagged marble sometimes. And I'm, I'm exaggerating. But my, I'm talking about my spirit. And I need something from God. And oftentimes I'll begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. I'll pray in tongues. That's what that means. Paul says, I pray with my spirit and I pray with my mind. I sing with my spirit. I sing with my mind. He's talking about prayer and singing in tongues. And singing it with his own language where he forms those thoughts, those ideas, those concepts with, with, the, with the content of his brain. So, uh, so I pray in the Holy Spirit. And, and, you know, it's kind of a, it is a miraculous thing. He begins to lift me. He begins to strengthen me. Okay? Paul knew it. He, see, he, said, to the, 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 he said to his disciples, Hey, look, I, I do this more than anybody here in, the, in, in this Corinthian church. Did he say that? I speak in tongues more than you all. I pray in the Spirit more than you all. Now, why in the world 
what I want to do. I want to be lifted up. I want to be built up. I want to be edified internally. Because, because, because uh, that, 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 you know, they talk about the joy of the Lord is my strength. I want the joy of God. I want the power of God. I want his, uh, the, 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 his spirit coursing through my mind and my, my, directing me and guiding me. Okay? That's the only gift. That's just for me. Now, there's another dimension of that gift that when you have an interpretation, then it helps other people. Because when I pray in the Spirit, you don't know, my mind is unfruitful, Paul says. Now, that's an interesting way of saying, I have no idea what I'm saying. Howbeit in the, in the Spirit, I speak mysteries, things that I don't understand. And it says that when I pray in the Spirit, or when the Spirit intercedes according to the will of God. Whoa! I said this to you before. That when, when, I pray in, when I pray in my own language, I'm formed, I form the concepts and, 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 and the ideas with my brain. I do. The problem is, is and, and again, that is, with, that is done within, when I'm praying in my own language, I'm praying within the context of my, of, of my level of faith. You understand that? You understand what I mean by that? There are different measures of faith. And when I pray with my own language, I pray within the context of my level of faith wherever I am. But when I pray in the Holy Spirit, I bypass that. The Holy Spirit is interceding through me according to the will of God, the perfect will of God. Yeah. When I don't know how to pray as I ought, the Holy Spirit intercedes. Even with, with moanings and groanings uh, not understood. Interesting. Kind of strange, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's like, let's, let's, not, let's, let's, let's be honest here. This is a little strange to the, to, to, to the natural mind. That's, that's why, that's, that's where most people trip. When they come into this, uh, this church and other churches like it, they trip over that. But let me tell you, Paul did it, Peter did it, all the disciples did it, everybody, everyone. All right, let me go on. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, and another gifts of healing by the one Spirit, and to another the effecting of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another the distinguishing of spirits, to another the various kinds of uh, of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But the one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing them to each one individually, just as he wills. All right, there's just another thing there. The Holy Spirit distributes these. Now, you say, well, I don't have, that, that, that means that I don't have anything to do with that. Not, in, not, not true at all. Because later Paul goes on and says, seek the gifts. Seek the gifts. And, and Peter, in, in the book of Acts, tells, tells them on, on, when the Holy Spirit came upon those Gentiles, and he says, we all knew that they had received the gift of, of the Father, and talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit, because we heard them speak in tongues. 
For them, now, I don't know what you think, but for them, that was evidence of the coming of the Holy Spirit. The same thing that had happened in the book of Acts, in the the second chapter, happened there. We knew they had received because of this. So, now, if we're talking about biblical Christianity, that's, that's biblical, that's biblical uh, word. That's, those are biblical uh, concepts. Now, I understand that as we, as we go through a passage of Scripture like this, one thing that we might not find is, okay, here's how to do it. We're all modernists, you know? You know what I mean by that? We're all modernists. We're all just, everything's got to be, you know, the peas and the corn can't touch. Yeah? And, and when it comes to our concept, well, this is the Holy Spirit, this is this, this is that. No, no, no. What other passages? The 27, I believe. Is it 27 to 31? Now you are in Christ's body. And individually members, uh, all members, let's see. Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, uh, various kinds of tongues. All are not apostles, are they? All are not prophets, are, are they? All are not teachers, are they? All uh, are not workers of miracles, are they? All do not have the gifts of healing, do they? All do not speak in tongues, do they? All do not interpret, do they? But earnestly desire the greater gifts. Now, if you go into the, into the 13th chapter, then we, then, we, then we deal more specifically with the problems that, that, that Paul was addressing, okay? We talk about dancing in the church, right? Now, and, and you say, well, how are you going to pull this together, Pastor? And he says, you know, if you think about dancing, you think about dancing, usually there's, there's two people, right? And they move together. And, you know, they even say there's even a leader or a guide. So, in other words, uh, and, and, you know, there's, there's something that's happening between them, the husband and the wife, and they're moving together. There's, there's a rhythm. There's something that's beautiful that's happening. We've all been to the, the, the gymnasium dance where there's somebody out there just doing their own thing, right? You know? Anybody? Am I the only one? It's like... They're out there by themselves. And maybe they've attracted a small crowd because their moves are really cool. You know? But they're out there by themselves. Well, that was the problem in the Corinthian church. They had the gifts of the Spirit, but they were stepping all over each. They're just out there by themselves doing it. Didn't have the understanding that it all works together. All works together. Each and every one of you, could I say this? Each and every one of you have gifts that, that God wants to develop in you. And, God, and, and you're, you know, this is, this is where it's a little, a little fuzzy because there are different kinds of gifts. Now, uh, how many of you have ever taken a spiritual gift survey? You know, many of us have, Right? And you go down there and, you da, 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 and you're, you're wondering, and, and my first response when I took a spiritual gift survey is, how does this fit with this passage? And the truth is, is it doesn't really. Not really. You know? In other words, we might, you know, well, I have all these apostolic gifts. Does that mean I'm apostle? 
Oh, yeah, man, I, I think I'll get a hat. George bought me a hat uh, a few years ago. We were at a, at a men's convention, and it was pastor on it. I was really relieved, uh, George, that you didn't get the one that said apostle. <laughs> I was really relieved, or prophet, or anything like that. It's like, I, I, I don't know how to deal with that. Uh, certainly, I would have kind of, you know, it'll go up on the... George gave it to me, so I can't get rid of it. I'm going to keep it up, but I'm not going to wear it. But could I say, could I say that these gifts, you know, these, these, often these gifts that are identified in these spiritual um, surveys, these gift surveys, are more like, uh, you know, let's, let's get spiritual here. And realize that God created everyone here. From the foundation of your, your, your existence, God knew who you were. So, and, and you came out of the womb with software. You know what I'm talking about? People who, people who have never had children don't understand that children can come from the womb with software. In other words, they already have a personality. You know? The scripture says that God forms us in the womb. That we are a gift of his. Now, modernists, they, they, they think we're in religious and secular. Religious and secular. No. God created heaven and earth and all that, that's in it, including you. So in your DNA, God. In, in the, in the, you might say in the, in the smallest part of who you are, God. And he could see, you know, I, I've told you before, I don't know why he would even care how many hairs I have on my head. But, but just because I don't get it doesn't mean he can't. So he knew down, down over, over, the, over the ages who you would be and where you would fit. Now, one of the things that I do well, let me, let me, say, let me, let me say this, rather than that, how about one of the things that I don't do well? is all the meticulous stuff around the office. Those are not in, my, in, in that part of my giftings. I can work really hard and be, be diligent about that, but, but it, it wears me out. Yet, if Don Carver stood up with a... With, and he'll do that tonight at the business meeting. He'll stand up with the, the, with the, the, the money report. He can talk about all that a long time. All the numbers and where they came from and where they went and how we came to the decision to spend this. And by the end of his, his 20 minutes, he's just, he's just built up a head of steam. He's rolling. Okay? He's got giftings in the minutiae. My wife has giftings in the minutiae. Lisa has giftings in the minutiae. Many of you have those giftings. See where I'm going here? That God made you that way. He knew from the family. We sang that song, He knows my name. He knows more than my name, Bonnie. He knows where you are and where you're to function in the kingdom of God. And He gives spiritual gifts. Not only these things are kind of like, could I, could I call them DNA related? Could I call them, not only those things, but there are more. Prophetic utterances and tongues and interpretations and, and, and you know and I'm not I'm not talking about okay well I, I really like being a teacher. This is when when it talks about God giving apostles and prophets and teachers, he's 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 pushing that he's pushing that envelope way out there. 
Could I also say, and I'm, get, I'm going a little anecdotal here because I've been around and I've watched this happen and, and figured out how this works. Just because you've been given a gift doesn't mean you know how to use it. Just because, you know, that, that, you know it's like, like, say for instance, uh, prophetic utterances or, or had a friend, you know, he said, God, I want to be able to interpret tongues. I want to, I want to, I want to give prophetic utterances. And, you know, and so God began to, you know, he, he was in the service all of a sudden, whoa, there it is. There it is. He begins to give it. And every service had come, it'd come, he'd jump. And finally, one of the older brethren came over and said, look, brother, why don't you give the rest of us a chance? <laughs> he didn't understand. He didn't understand that when the Holy Spirit moves, there are many people within the congregation who sense it and can interpret or can provide that prophetic utterance. Oftentimes, I'll just keep my mouth shut because I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Now, does that make sense? I don't know that right off the bat. And for instance, when it comes to callings and giftings and things like that, just because you've been gifted and called doesn't mean that you're in the place to use it yet. You're going to stumble. Now, when someone speaks out of turn or prophesies it to their husband instead of the congregation, that's happened before. You know, I, I know enough about the people. I said, and uh, you know, I'm 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 easy as long as it doesn't do any harm. Why? It doesn't make them a false prophet. It's they're they're trying their wheels. Understand that? You get you you get that? That that when you step out, it's a big deal. That first time, step out. You you sense it coming up inside of you. The Holy Spirit is giving you something, and you're there's this fear. I mean, I mean what, what thing do people fear more than anything uh, in, in this world uh, other than speaking in public? Yeah? And so it's, it's scary, so it's a step of faith. Okay? And you might wonder why some people, I'm just kind of sharing with you now, why some people, they share in a different way than someone else. Isn't it God? Well, look at, look at, the, look at Ezekiel and Isaiah and Jeremiah and Amos and all those. And you will find that, there, that, the way, that God uses the vessel. He uses the filter. Amos was an old farmer guy that didn't have much of, a, of an education. And you can tell it by the, the way he, he kind of put it out there. Now, Isaiah, he was a priest, an educated priest. You'll see it there in his words. God uses that and functions through that. That makes sense. That's why when Debbie uh, uh, gives a, you'll, you'll, it's Debbie. Debbie's given that. God's given it to her. She'll get it out there. She'll get it out there. Other people will come, uh, come across differently because God's using them. But the core of the message will be the same. That makes sense. That's how God works. He's always worked that way. And I mentioned those earlier. Um, the passage of Scripture. Now, we could, we could go into 1 Corinthians 14, but I won't. All I want you to know is that, number one, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are plenteous. Is that a word, plenteous? They're pl- it is now. 
I have a degree. I can make up new words. Uh, they're, they're plentiful. Man, and in fact, I don't, my, my first belief is, uh, is that, that the, as I look at the purposes for, for Paul's writings, in, any, in each and every one of those cases, was, his purposes didn't even touch the idea of being exhaustive in, in the listing of the gifts. Okay? I don't know how many gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's safe to go with the ones we have. Okay? We know that. We know that. That's probably the safe place to be. But the Holy Spirit moves and does what he wants to, to build up the, what, what, did, what did he say the, script, the, the gifts were for? Was for the building up and the edification of the body of Christ. Okay? To strengthen us in our efforts to evangelize and to live for him in this world. Okay? Does that make sense? Now, here's the question. How do you get them? How do you receive them? Well, if you go back to, if you, go back to you might say, the, the theological beginning here, and you see what happened to the disciples, it seemed that they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and the, the entrance gift, can I say it this way? The entrance gift was tongues, that prayer language. That was the entrance gift. Okay? You might say, well, boy, you know, but, 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 but pastor, I felt, you know, I was at this place one time and I just felt God all over me. Great. That happens all the time. I want you to feel God all over you. That doesn't mean that you were baptized in the Holy Spirit. The scripture, the scripture talks about these, the, the, the various evidences. And so the, the entrance gift, and, and this makes sense, folks. It really makes sense because, uh, because it's about me. Prayer in the Holy Spirit is really about edifying me. Unless it's interpreted, then, it can, then I can edify you. Every other gift. Does that make sense? That that would be the interest gift as a child, as a spiritual child, that I would learn to talk to my Father by the Holy Spirit, that He would place His Spirit in me for the purpose of knowing truth, of being edified, of, of being able to hear his voice in all the dimensions that it comes in. Then these other things, then you branch out. So God, how can I be useful to you and the church? Yeah. One thing I'll, I'll, I'll quickly come back to, and I said this earlier, that sometimes, even though we're gifted, we're not ready to, to use it. Okay? And, and here's, here's why I say that. Everybody, that. everybody I see in the New Testament who God called and pulled pull aside and began to gift spent a time in training. Oh, I know. Paul immediately went out and started preaching and they wanted to kill him. No, I mean, within, within the first, first week of him being saved and filled with the Holy Spirit, kill him. Then he went to the Assyrian desert, spent three years. If you look at the Corinthian church, they all knew how to speak in tongues, but they weren't ready to do ministry yet. Okay? Does that make sense? Some knowledge and some love had to be applied. Okay? And that's true in all spiritual gifts, right? He says, yeah, I, I, I speak in tongues more than you all, but let me show you a better way. And then he talks for, for, for a whole chapter about the application of love. In the, in, in the context of using spiritual gifts. 
He says, look, I can say all kinds of... You know, in other words, I can... Without love, I'm just a lot of angry noise. Irritating noise. That's what he says. Now, what would I say? Musicians, if you'll come. What, I, what, what would I say to you today? If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and you haven't prayed in the Holy Spirit in a long time, you need to rekindle. You need to rekindle. You need to pray in the Holy Spirit every day. This is your pastor talk. Why? Well, not only for the, for the purpose of prayer, but how about for the purpose of, of, of interceding in places where you wouldn't unless you're praying. Okay? Allowing the Holy Spirit to direct you. If you, if you haven't prayed in the Holy Spirit in a long time and you've been there, you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, do it. Some of you who make long commutes, pray in the Holy Spirit. Let God, just let God flow in you. Let him do some things in you. And while he's using you to pray for this, that, and, and things you don't even know anything about, the Holy Spirit will fill you and bless you. Really just, it works that way. The other thing is, this is God. Paul, Paul later on says, seek the best gifts. Okay, What are the best gifts? In the context of the church, the best gifts are the ones, the, the gifts of service to other people. Those are the best gifts. When it's not about me, it's about everybody else. I remember my, pa- my pastor, his name is Bill Gibson, teaching along these lines. And I decided I wanted to, God, Paul says that prophecy is one of the best gifts. So I began to pray and seek his face. I said, God, I want to be, I want to be used in this. And uh, it wasn't too long. I stand at a service. All of a sudden, my, I was worshiping. See, a lot of things happen when you worship. Okay? Spiritual things happen when you worship. You come here to stand like a board, another piece of wood in the room. Nothing's going to happen to you. Okay? A lot of things happen when you worship. All of a sudden, my heart began to beat. I said, what's going on? Am I going to have a heart attack? I was too young for that. And and the words began to flow in my mind. Okay? Then I had to take the step out. I said, oh, that's what this is. I know. I'd never experienced that before. Oh, that's what this is. And, And you know... I think I scared everybody to death when I finally came out with it. Because it just built and built and built and built and built. And, and, and I was waiting for it. To, God, give me a time. Give me an opening in the service to step out and say it. Because I'd heard other people do it. Now, you may not want that kind of a gift. So seek the best gifts. God, make me a teacher. God, give me the spiritual gift of this. I need, you know, the, the work that I find myself in. I get confused a lot, so I need discerning of spirit. I need to know. Okay? Give me that. Give me that. So what am I what am I saying to you? Ask God. Just like everything else. Ask Him. All things are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Everything. Everything. He's already said yes. Just ask. Ask. Stand with me. And worship, and and if you, you know, I'm just, you, I don't even think that night I even went down. I, I was sitting somewhere like right here, 
you know, in the church. And I said, so, so I said, God, I, I, uh, Lord, I, I, no, right, right, right here, it was. And I said, I, I want to be, you know, want to be used in this way. And it wasn't but a, but a couple weeks as I saw his face. You know, it was, it was pretty neat. And you know what? Not only did, did I receive the blessing of being used, like tonight, today, many of you came here needing what you heard in those words. For some of you, he says, well, I've heard that before. Others came thirsty for that drink that they got. Does that make sense? Okay. Ask God. Ask God. He has a plan for you. He has a place for you. You know, and, and, and some of these DNA gifts that, that come along, you know you're good at something, but you're really sloppy. You haven't really prepared yourself. If you know that God's moving you in you in a certain way, prepare yourself. Study to show yourself approved. Isn't that what the scripture says? Yeah. You know, learn how to play the piano that very seldom just drops out of the sky. But the desire is there. The need is there. Are you, you follow me here? God will, will make a way and God will bless. Let's sing. Let's worship. And if anyone wants to come and pray, this altar's open. We want to confirm by the Holy Spirit what, what you're prayer, praying for right now. God wants to use you, and He will. The sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Could I say the heavens are the limit? There are no limits with God. He'll do whatever, He'll do whatever you ask.